All right, we're going to be in 1 Peter today. We're going to take a little bit of a break from Mark. Uh, we finished up chapter 6 of Mark last week. And uh, just kind of take a little bit of a break today. Just one short verse this morning. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. While everybody's turning to that, I will, I will echo what Mr. Thomas said this morning. Uh, I love the book of Proverbs. I probably read that book more than any book that there is in the Bible. And every time I read it, I realize how not wise I am. Because, it, boy, it talks about wisdom and, and things that you should do or shouldn't do. And every time I read it, I think, all right, Lord, keep working on me because I haven't made it yet. I've still got a long way to go. And uh, Mr. Thomas told us this morning, he encouraged everybody to read through the book of Proverbs if you never have. Uh, and I would encourage you to do so as well. And if you have read through it, I would encourage you to do it again. Uh, it's a good book. And if you, if you want to seek wisdom, Proverbs is a great place to start uh, to look for it. And uh, there will be some good stuff in there for you. All right, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. This, this won't be uh, a, a sermon today, at least not what sermons typically are, not a preaching or a teaching that we're, that we're really accustomed to. It'll be, it'll be more of just kind of wanting to make sure we get the year started off right as a church moving forward, that, uh, that we're going in the right direction. So uh, probably be short and sweet today, praise the Lord, and not too much like a sermon, but every once in a while, a time or two a year, uh, we just need to kind of talk about some stuff, I think, uh, just to make sure that we're, that we're on track and that we're going the right direction. So that's what we'll talk about a little bit today. So let's pray and then we will get started. Father God, we come to you this morning. I thank you for this this church, I thank you for all the people that are here that make up this body that we call Enterprise Baptist Church, and I thank you for letting us be able to come and serve together, dear Lord, alongside one another and serve you in all we do. And I pray that you be with me as I, as I, as I speak your word today, and as we talk about things, I pray that you just let your Holy Spirit uh, just guide us both today and every day of our life and in this new year of 2020, dear Lord, I pray that it would be a year that you would use us, that we would be obedient to you, and that we'd be faithful to you. And I just pray that you bless us in the time that we have today. And I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Above all, maintain an intense love for each other, since love covers a multitude of sins. In the context of what Peter is writing here, he's writing to Christians who are facing persecution, who are facing hard times, that, that situations may uh, be upon them or may be coming upon them. And he's telling them throughout the book, most importantly, to put God first, to focus on the Lord, to stand firm on Jesus Christ, to follow the example of Jesus Christ, to live like Jesus, and to suffer like Jesus. And here in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, we have this one verse that I think is such a good verse. We've been going through 1 Peter in our Sunday school, and boy, when I was studying this verse last week, I was thinking, boy, this is such a good verse. This is a good verse for us as Christians. This is a good verse for us as brothers and sisters in Christ. This is a good verse for us as a church, a body that calls themselves Enterprise Baptist Church. Above all, above all, maintain an intense love for each other since love covers a multitude of sins. Above all, above everything else, above anything that may come into our way, among any disputes, above all things that we may encounter uh, as individuals and as a church, above all, maintain an intense love 
for one another. Now that's good instruction for us, church. That is good instruction for us because sometimes it's not always easy to love people. And sometimes it's not always easy to love people even right here under this same roof. Now we know we are supposed to love one another and I believe, and I may, it just may be wishful thinking, I believe that really deep down we do love each other but there are times even still that we say things or do things or act a certain way that's just not right. And it causes tension or causes problems. And that's the worst feeling in the world, at least to me. It may not be to you. But I suspect it probably is to you too. When there's tension between you and somebody you love, it's just not good. It's just, you just, you just can't, or at least I can't, I can't rest, I can't think, I can't get my mind off of it. It's just not good when there's, when there's confusion or there's disagreement or there's confusion or there's anger or fighting or whatever it may be. Uh, when, there's, when those things occur between people that love each other, it's just not a good thing. And it's important for us as brothers and sisters in Christ, especially as, as a group of believers that come here every week to worship, it's important for us to remember that above all that happens, above all that may go on, above anything that may occur in this place, above all of that, we must maintain an intense love for one another. And why, boys, we may maintain a, an intense love for one another? It's because that love is what's going to cover a multitude of sins. Because in a room this size, with, with this many people, it's inevitable that one day we are going to do something that is not going to be right. That we're going to say something to somebody, or we're going to do something that we shouldn't have done. And it's that love that we have for one another that's going to get everything back on track. Now, I'm not saying that because I feel like things are off track. I, I believe things are, are probably going pretty good. But we must always be on guard. And I want to encourage you with that. And I want to give you that word this morning because it's a good time to think about that. It's a good time to focus on that. It's a good time to be aware of that as we enter a new, a new year to say, all right, let's, let's really focus this year to, above all, maintain an intense love for one another. Because when we come to this church, when we come into this building, we come together to worship Jesus Christ. At least that should be what we come for. We come to worship the Lord. We come to grow in His Word. We worship Him in song. Uh, we fellowship with one another. We share one another's burdens. We laugh with one another. And we get ready uh, to be built up in the Lord so that when we leave and go into the world, we can reach other people for the Lord. We can tell them about His love. We can be ready to stand firm and to speak the truth that we believe and tell people why we believe what we believe. We can have the, uh, the patience and the strength to help those that we see. Uh, to, to, to be different than what the world is, to look different, to act different than what the world does. We come together as a body and we build ourselves up, we comfort one another, we seek the Lord, and we go out and we try to spread that to the world so that others can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what church is. That's it right there. Anything uh, over that, well, that's not church. I believe that what I just described is what church is and it's what we should focus on. And so when we come together... As a body, we are here as a family, and we come together, and above all, we must maintain an intense love for one another. But we have to be on guard, because sometimes, as, a, as churches uh, in general, not just us, but anywhere, there, there, is, there is opportunities that arise for us to get off track. There are things that may arise, problems that may occur, and, and we want to do a good job this year 
of trying to avoid any kind of unnecessary problems or confusions. I was thinking a lot in the last couple of weeks, like, boy, what's the, like, how do you, how do you do church, you know? How do you do church without church being a business? I think about this a lot because there are so many things that churches do, and boy, it seems like sometimes it could very easily uh, be viewed that the church is being run just like a business, but we're not a business as a church. We're brothers and sisters in Christ uh, who are here to serve the Lord. There are things that we do that, that may look a little bit like a business, and I suppose when, you're, uh, when there's a church and there's money involved and positions to be filled, in some way we do things that kind of look like what a business would look like, and I suppose that that's okay. But we have to remind ourselves, and we must know, that the church is not a business. We are not a business, and, and we need to realize that because there are several ways uh, that we can look at the church that may affect how we view the church and how we view others in the church and how that affects us serving in the church. I found an interesting article this week as I was reading and thinking about this in uh, uh, Christianity Today, and it talked about some of the ways that the church is viewed. One of the ways that uh, church is often viewed is that uh, the pastor is looked at as the owner and the parishioners, the members, are looked at uh, as customers. But that's not how church is done at all. I'm not the owner of the church and you're not customers of the church. If we take that approach, sometimes the customers would say, well, I don't like what the owner's selling, so I'm going to take my business elsewhere. And there's no, real, there's no real close communication there. Church is not something where we feel like we're a, we're a family that comes together. In those instances, we say, well, I'll just go wherever I want to go, and I'll go wherever I can get whatever I want to get, and things are the way I like them. And that, I don't believe, is a very good way to look for a church. I think a good way to look for and be involved in a church is to trust in the Lord and say, Lord, where would you have me to go? And Lord, if this is where you've put me, how would you have me to serve? And so the church is not a business and that I'm the owner of the business and that you're the customers of the business. There are other times that churches uh, appear as though uh, the church is the, the pastor is the, is the manager and the members are the employees. Well, I want to tell you today that that is not true either. And if it ever has appeared or seemed as though that I hold that view or opinion, I want to tell you that I do not, and I want to apologize if I've ever given you that impression. I am not the boss of this church, and you are not my employees. I don't want to boss you around if you feel that I have. Well, I'm, I apologize. I have never intended to do that. You are not my employees, and I am not your boss. Nor is it the other way around. You are not my boss, and I am not your employee. And all of these ways are ways that sometimes we view the church. And if anybody on either side views the church in any of those ways, then it's going to cause problems. If you feel as though you're a customer, well, then you just go to and fro from church to church, and you never really get involved maybe doing what the Lord wants you to do. If you feel like you're an employee being bossed around, well, guess what? Then we're probably not going to be very effective as a church. You're not going to want to follow me as a pastor. And, well, if I have that attitude, then I probably don't really care too much about you. If I'm bossing you around, that's not going to work. If you view me as your employee and you're my boss, then, well, that's not going to work because you're going to say, well, we pay your salary. We can do what you want to do. And if you don't march to the beat of our drum, we'll get somebody else. None of those situations or scenarios lead to a good and fruitful church. The church is not made up as a business, and the church uh, does not have employees. The church has family, and that makes a big difference. 
When we come together and we view ourselves, not as, not as bosses or employees, whichever way you think church should be, we need to get those type of things off of our mind. When we come together and worship, we need to realize that we come together and that we worship as a family. That we worship as brothers and sisters in Christ. We are working alongside one another. And that's what we need to remember. That's what we need to focus on. That's what we need to say, okay, above all, we must maintain an intense love for one another because we are a family in God who comes together for the glory of God to do the work of God. And that's it. And praise the Lord that we are here. Praise the Lord that, that He has brought us here. And so as we go into this new year, let us remember who it is we serve. If you serve on some position, maybe it's a team leader or a teacher or whoever it is, let's try to do a good job to do the, the, the job that God has placed before us. To say, okay, God, you've given me an opportunity to serve here. God, let me do a good job of serving you and serving these other people. That's what my prayer is. That's what I want. God, I want to I serve these people better because that's what God's called me to do. And I want to do that. I want to be a pastor who serves you. One thing that I want to make sure to tell you guys, too, while we're on the subject, is I want to make sure to tell you that I want you to call me any time you need me. I don't care if it's day. I don't care if it's night. I don't care if you call me every day. I don't ever want to hear anybody say, I didn't want to bother you. You're too busy. Please don't ever say that because I'm never too busy for you because God has placed me here for you. If there is ever a need that you have, something that you are struggling with, you call me day or night because it is not my job to serve you. It is my privilege to serve you. That's what God has called me to. That's what God put me here for. I want to be there for you. If I have missed something or have not been there for you in some way, come to me. Please forgive me for that. That's unintentional. I try my best to be there for you if at all I can. We all realize that sometimes it's not possible for, for, for me to be everywhere, but please don't ever have a need or a concern or a worry or a fear and hesitate to call me. I'm never too busy for you. I'm here for you, and that's what I believe God has put me here for. Lord knows I call Brother Ernie multiple occasions in the middle of the night, and you know what he always said? Come on. He was always there for me. And so I, could, I hope I never in all of my life ever tell somebody, I, I don't have time, I'm too busy. I hope that I, I never do that in my life because it's important. And I know that it's important because, it's, because I've had somebody that was there for me and I want you to know that I'm there for you. And that's really the mindset and the heart that we all must have as a church, as a body of brothers and sisters that we say, look, I'm here for you, brother. I'm here for you, sister. I want to pull my weight. I want to do what needs to be done because, look, Lord knows there are lots of things in this church that need to be done. And we need to do our best job to do what we can. And look, there are some things that maybe they don't need to be done. Maybe they slip through the cracks. And maybe if they don't get done or nobody steps up to do them, well, maybe it just wasn't Lord, the Lord's will that that was done. Maybe it wasn't the Lord's will that this activity that we were wanting to do uh, was carried out. Nobody stepped up. Maybe it wasn't the Lord's will for us to do that. Maybe it wasn't the Lord's will for us to do that. Uh, there are lots of things that, that come up throughout the church here. And whatever comes up, we want it to be the will of the Lord. If there's anything we do throughout the church here, one thing that we really need to do 
If you're over something, if you're a team leader, if you're heading something up, if you're involved in something, we need to do a good job of communicating, church, because, man, a lot of problems come from lack of communication and from assumptions. And I have discovered that in my life. And, boy, if we communicate good as a church and we make sure that we're all pulling in the right direction, it's going to really help us to grow together as a church body and to make sure that things get done and that there are no issues and problems because Lord knows I don't want any issues and problems. Man, the worst, one of the worst things for me in church is when there's an issue in church. Man, it's horrible. That's a horrible thing. And if we come together and we realize that we're family, even if issues should arise, we've got to work those things out. And we've got to remember that above all, we must maintain an intense love for one another. Above all, we are doing what the Lord, hopefully, has called us to do. And that's the direction that we want to pull in. That's the direction that we need to think about uh, when we're thinking about things. And there's disagreements that may arise uh, between us. If we all love each other, and hopefully we do, and if there's somebody in here you don't love, well, then I want you to pray about it and pray that God would help you to love them. Because we need to be a group. We need to be followers of Jesus Christ who love one another. And if we don't love one another, well, then how can we say we love God? So we need, to, we need to say, okay, God, if there's something in my life, if there's somebody in here I don't love, then God, I want you to help me to love them. And if there is everybody in here that you do love, and you look around and you say, well, I love everybody in here, then praise the Lord. If we really love one another, then there's nothing in this church that can come between us if we love the Lord and we love one another. And if we do that, if we put God first, as Mr. Sidney said in his children's church, and we love our neighbor as ourselves, as the scripture says, then boy, things are going to be smooth for us. But we must be on our guard. We must always be on our guard. Because it's so easy for the enemy to come in. And he can take something so small. He's done it lots of times, y'all. He can take something so small in a church and he can allow people to begin to talk amongst themselves and complain amongst themselves and all of these things and argue amongst themselves and pick sides. And before long, something so small that could have been avoided turns into something so big. But above all, let's maintain an intense love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Because when we come together to serve the Lord, we say, all right, God, there's, there are times that we failed you. There are times that I've done wrong to my brother or sister in this room. But above all, God, if somebody's done something wrong against me, God, I'm going to forgive them because I love them. And love covers a multitude of sins. Above all, God, we're going to focus on you. We're going to do our best to serve you, God. If you see, uh, if you've given me an opportunity to serve in this church, God, I want to serve. God, if you hadn't given me an opportunity in this church, give me one, God, because I want to serve. And if we all work together, if we all pull together, if we all do our part, if we all keep God first, and if we all maintain an intense love for one another, then God will continue to bless us and use us. But if we let our guard down, if we let the enemy come in, if we stop looking at church like a family and begin to look at church like a business, then we're already doomed. But if we come together and say we are part of the family, we are part of the family of God, and if we maintain and intense love for one another above all things, then God will continue to use us and continue to bless us as a church. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning and I pray that above all, God, that we would seek you in what we do. I pray that above all, dear Lord, that we would love one another. God, I pray that you just forgive me for areas that I may have failed as a pastor. 
I pray that you help me in this coming year, dear Lord, to be a faithful pastor to these, these people, dear Lord. I pray that they would know that I'm here for them, dear Lord. I pray that most importantly, they'd know that you're here for them. God, I pray that we would not look at each other as employees or bosses, God, but we just look at each other as a family. God, we're all working together here. We should all be, and if we're not, dear Lord, I pray that you would help us too. I pray that you just would continue to use us to serve you in ways that you want us to. God, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what you may use us for this year. But God, I know you call us to serve you. And so whatever opportunities are placed in our path or ways that we have to, uh, to serve you, I pray that you just help us to serve you in those ways and be faithful to it. God, I pray that if there's any hard feelings or, or loss or lack of love in here between, between us over things that have gone on, God, I pray that there will be forgiveness there. I pray that we forgive those uh, that, 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 that maybe have wronged us. God, I pray that you would help them to forgive us if we've wronged them. And God, I pray that you help us to maintain that intense love for one another. And God, I pray that that love we have would cover a multitude of sins in the same way that the love of Jesus Christ covered our multitude of sins. God, I thank you for this body. I thank you for these people. I thank you that we can call ourselves Enterprise Baptist Church. And I thank you that we can serve you. And God, I pray that you would bless us in this coming year. I pray that you would protect us from attacks of the enemy. I pray that when we get to the end of this year, that we would love each other more than we ever have in this church. I pray that we would be there for one another in ways maybe that we never have. I pray that we would lift one another up, encourage one another. Uh, God, I just pray that you would just bless this church and that you would lead this church and guide this church. And God, we give you all the glory because you are the leader of this church, dear Lord. It's not me. It's not anybody in this room, dear Lord. We are all your servants. And I pray, God, that you would help us as a church to serve you in the best way that we can. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.